What about you, Andrew? Do Ugh. you feel like you have to represent the straight guy? <laughs> the hats out there. <laughs> like, we finally... We finally um, <laughs> like, the freaking hats. Here's, here's, like... Here's a weird thing about it, is, like, because... Um, I am a boring old hat, but, like, um, that is, like... It's not, like, a thing, like, I kind of... They could identify actively as like, oh, I'm a heterosexual. You know, I don't like do that ever. You know? <laughs> well, that's um, the thing about like cis heads is that like you don't really have to think about it. It's just like most people who are cis het like don't really question like that. Mm-hmm. They just it's the default in society. So it's just what you are. Like it's not yeah. really something that you so, have like, to. I do again. like I do like um th- I am like you know, an Asian American person and uh, I have like multiple other like subsections of like identity, like um, mm-hmm. that kind of like, you know, like having some, you know, some faith background, having some, you know, Asian American background, having like um, blah, 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 blah. And like, I do like for like, <laughs> for heterosexuality, like I kind of like, I do want to be better than the reputation that is very common you know i do want to like because there are a lot of like awful like yeah awful people well, and out for there. men like, for that matter <laughs> yeah like truly i do want to be like a uh a nice sweet like pot like positive non-toxic masculine like a version a representation of that and just like kind of just like you but, just want to be also, a good guy who likes good things by good people or something. <laughs> uh, so, um, speaking of good things by nice folks and good um, people, music, let's good start music, the episode. Yes. Uh, click. And we're going to sing the theme song live because Emily wrote it. Ready? <laughs> Here we go. It's just, it's just me screaming. It's just gonna be me screaming. Wait, I want to hear you sing it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, and feel free to do like harmonies and such. Uh, like and like um. Okay, so it starts with. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's in my closet. So, so I, called I called you up, you up just, to, just to tell you, just to I've, tell you been I've been meaning to, to listen to, listen to that. that. <laughs> I've been meaning to listen to, to that. that. Why don't you come, come over and talk, talk about, about it? it. Ooh. <laughs> I don't remember if I sent you the version with the ooze because I remember it was too long at one point, but... I'll, I did the ooze just now anyway. Yeah, you sang the version with the ooze. That's what we got. Let's yeah, yeah. Come yeah. And talk about it. It's an old radio noise we got. Yeah. And yeah. chopped it up. Yeah, Welcome that noise, like, Andrew, uh, just every now and then will, uh, actually, pretty often, <laughs> will sing that, like, uh, when we're starting the episode, and that's my favorite part, that he'll, like, actually do, like, the radio, like, feedback <laughs> noise. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Um, I'm Andrew Lee, still, I guess. Uh, and I'm back! I'm back! 
Ezra was doing the show. Oh themselves. yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're canonically back because bonus episodes don't count. Yeah, yeah. Um, hi everybody, it's me, Andrew. I'm back. Um, Yay! Back to co-parent this. <laughs> back to co-parent this show. Back to help. Yeah, I really fucking I took it off the rails, so of he had to come back to supervise me. <laughs> so um, this is a uh, pride. Like um, we're recording this in um may in like late may but um we're, this is this episode will be coming out at the tail end of pride month how are you gonna be celebrating pride month ezra how will how would have you been by staying home pride and month? not <laughs> um i honestly don't know i don't like really feel comfortable at like pride parades and all of that shit as much um yeah because like a lot of people are really gatekeepy about shit and like i'm dating a man right now and people look at me and assume that i'm a woman and so then like they're just kind of like well what are you doing here like uh because people forget I that bi and that. pan people exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that non-binary know, people exist <laughs> Yeah, Bruh, sorry this? to interrupt, but I was just oh hello, I was just agreeing so hard with this. Yeah, entire no, I'm sure you that's can all, relate. That's all. <laughs> I will celebrate by staying home and buying things from uh, actual queer creators instead of going to Target and buying rainbow plastered shit. Ugh. And they that's really how you should the... celebrate it too. <laughs> they really missed the Target over there. <laughs> um, but like, uh... <laughs> by the way, a fun way to. celebrate pride month is if someone says something like that to you like at a at a pride event in the future or whatever just like throw a throw like pepper in their pocket sand (laughs) yeah pocket sand so um speaking of pocket sand let's introduce our guest she is an electro glitch pop artist by the name of emily blue who has no relation created <laughs> um Ezra's middle name is Blue. So like Yeah, and that's that how, like, awesome. Yeah, and my name on like Facebook and all the social medias is uh Ezra Blue because I don't want employers to find me. So That's mm. why my Facebook name is literal nonsense. <laughs> but that's a cool <laughs> that name. That makes um, sense. <laughs> we can be a chosen family. Hell yeah. Aw, like the As... record. But like, yeah, it's Emily yeah. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped the marker. Hey, Emily. Hey. How are you doing? We're so I'm happy that you well. decided to join us. Honestly, I don't know why you would, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do any negative self-talk around me. Come on. <laughs> I'm well. I am staying busy enough because um, any new release requires you to constantly be looking at your phone and deciding what you should post about it and... All that stuff that goes with it. Um, and let's see. I got a new bed. <laughs> Isn't life so exciting right now? Yeah, I'm good, though. I've, I've been healthy in my family and friends. Honestly, healthy, a new so bed does I, sound really exciting to me. Uh, like, it is Comfy exciting. is the most like important thing in life. <laughs> yes, it is the most important thing in life. Wow, we are on the same page today. <laughs> um. So, hi, Emily. It's nice to meet you. Like, this has been a long time coming. We've been, like, kind of talking, 
like in like for a while now just like playing this out and we're really excited that you're here and very grateful as well um yeah i guess okay so me and azura came up with a second good question um yeah we (laughs) wanted to ask you like questions like because i'm sure that you do like a lot of interviews and stuff like that so we wanted to ask you like questions that you aren't like usually asked and um thank you (laughs) it's nice to hear that (laughs) yeah because i'm sure that you like have to repeat a lot of the same things (laughs) Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Bring it on. <laughs> Let's hear it. With that being said, what's your favorite color? I feel like it is accidentally pink because everything I post seems to be pink, but it's not even on purpose. But I really like that color for like photo, video, fun time, happy time. Mm-hmm. That's Other a good aesthetic. That, I really like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I like um, gold, like a, like metallic gold a lot. Um, that's really pretty color. And then Ooh, I like aqua. Fun. Like 60s seafoam green is dope. Nice. Mm. All of those colors sound like I, really I like... good together, too. They Ooh, would be good yeah. together, right? <laughs> what like, about you, uh, Andrew? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, uh, I like uh, pink and uh, uh, gold and aqua. Those are my three favorite colors. Whoa, I've never wow. heard that before. That's crazy. <laughs> Since nobody uh, asked me yeah, my I, favorite color is indigo. What you how no one had time. Oh, it's a like, good color too. <laughs> by the way, like um I've heard of Emily Blue, but Emily Pink? <laughs> Thoughts on that? Whoa. That's not actually a bad name. Um, like that. Oh, also, but, I was not thinking about, uh, like, that you're Emily Blue and stuff when I asked your favorite color. I was not, like, assuming that it would be blue or anything like that. So, Well, that's funny. I apologize. You'd, you'd think it would that's be. The you'd think it would be. Hard-hitting question I decided on. I, oh, it's it's fine. No, we forgive you. We forgive you. You're a good interviewer. Yeah. You're good. You're a good podcast host. You're a good interviewer. And you're a good friend. And... Uh, all right. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. Still, <laughs> we didn't take a break or anything. So, um, so yeah, we're here today to talk about uh, Saayama by Rina Saayama. Um, now, Emily, why did you want to choose this particular record? It is so awesome. <laughs> But also, I just, like, I've been seeing a lot of buzz about it recently, and people keep sending it to me, like, oh my god, you would love this, it's, like, exactly what I feel like your project's gonna sound like eventually, and I'm like, oh, what is it? So I actually listened to the whole thing through, um, and didn't get lazy about it when my friends send me things, which sometimes I do get lazy. Whoops. Yeah, but, I, do that too. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but I just saw a lot of really positive reviews around it, so that's basically it. And also, the genre, you know, is very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And how would you, what genre would that be, and how would you describe it, and why is it close to your hearts? Um, it's just like any pop music that's sort of breaking boundaries, because I really, it's I like to study that kind of music more so than listen to it, actually. Um, 
It's kind of interesting. It's because it's like, that's like my profession that I'm like, I'm crafting this. So I'm like trying to take from all the greats and everything rising up right now too. So I kind of view it as like an exercise, um, like a learning exercise for myself. Um, I definitely was really inspired by this record. I was like blown away by a lot of parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ezra? What is What were your um, impressions of Saw... Rina Sayama before listening to this record or like uh, any thoughts before kind of coming into this? I, I actually um, had never heard of them before. Um, but yeah, I was excited to get into it, especially because uh, I really like your music, Emily. And Aww. so like, and I also, I know when we talked about scheduling before um, you had uh, like, picked a few albums that you might want to talk about. And uh, I listened to those and uh, those were all really good too. So I figured like you have good taste in music. So oh, I figured it was going to be good. Yeah, we were like the original plan was we were going to do like Manic by Hal- Halsey or like uh, uh, Flamboyant by Dorian Electra. I'm glad like, we didn't like do Halsey actually. I'm glad we didn't do that because it's, I, that's like a record I didn't enjoy as much as this one if i'm being honest you know i don't know if you agree but i was definitely like i for sure enjoyed this more yeah 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 exactly yeah i feel like there's more to talk about here than there would be with halsey's album 100 percent yeah yeah um so yeah this is uh uh this is our first uh episode covering an asian artist yeah, I think it's surprising that we've like gone this far without that. <laughs> yeah, it's like um she is very good and Asian as well. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh but yeah, like it's also like um to get like kind of um me in terms of my like Asian identity. It's not something I actively like think about very often. It's not because I am like a third generation Asian America and I've been pretty assimilated into America for the most part. Um, I don't feel that different from any other American person, really. But um, but I think like listening to this record, it really like we'll get like I'll go back to the preconceived notions in a second. But like it really like kind of articulated things that I didn't really think to articulate really um about the asian experience um and i think like i think it's like really so but like yeah i didn't really know anything about her i knew that anthony fantano liked her a bunch um he wore the yellow flannel for her (laughs) um which is like a sign that he likes a record um and uh but that's about it i also knew that like she toured with charlie xcx and was like british Asian and Pan and like um but like she opened for Charlie XCX and uh so I surmised she was part of the futuristic like what Emily was saying like breaking barriers with pop kind of in that family but that's all that's all I really really knew about her so I don't know yeah it's great um so uh let's uh get into uh let's just dive right into this record right after this commercial break da, 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 da. and we're back um welcome to the show uh we're here to talk about rena's record it's very good um so 
little background information on Rina. Uh, she's a Japanese British singer songwriter. She's by in Pan, and uh, she grew up in England. And uh, her parents got divorced. Had this really ugly divorce, and like she was living. You know, she had this like very problem child phase with her mother. She, uh, on some level, she had some like sh shame about being Asian, being Japanese. Um, and like she told a story about like how her mom would like pack her, you know, Japanese food and she'd be like ashamed of it and like kind of want like white people food, whatever that means. Um, she studied uh, political psychology and sociology at the University of Cambridge until she decided to delve into modeling and music, and she worked three jobs to save for her first EP, and it was rec recorded in her own bedroom instead of a studio, and she got her own following, cult following, and here we are, where she's talking about this record. That was bad. So, like, what, <laughs> what, do, you feel, what do you feel are some themes of this particular record? Um, I think definitely, like, getting what you deserve is a theme, like, getting, mm. like, she's kind of, like, proud of her new position in the world and that she earned it, so confidence and her family, um, and kind of being proud of who you are, uh, at the end of all of that. It's interesting, it's, like, super introspective record, and a lot of times I feel like in pop we're, like, encouraged I'm saying we because, like, I make pop music. Like, we're encouraged you, me, to, like... me, Ezra, us three. Yeah, all of us three, <laughs> specifically. Um, we're encouraged to, like, dilute the meaning of things to make it more accessible. But she really doesn't do that. She pulls from these really personal experiences. So that's something I really like about it. Because um, I was never bored. And I never felt disconnected. But I can tell it's about her. Like, it's all about her. Her It's called Rina Sawayama. Like, that's the name of the album. <laughs> so, like, you better buckle up for some fucking real shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that it's awesome. She doesn't really, like, spend a lot of time uh, just, like... Um, like, she is introducing herself throughout the album, but she doesn't spend a lot of time just uh, being kind of, like, passive. Like, well, this is who I am. Like, I'm like, newer to this stuff, she just, like, dives right into, like, the deep shit, like, talking about, mm -hmm. um, just kind of the, uh, dissonance of, like, growing up in a different place than her family and, like, uh, than where her heritage is from. Um, she talks about, um, the pain and trauma that she's dealt with a little bit, like, the depression that she has, um, and, like, I mean, <laughs> she, uh, literally has shut the fuck up and fuck this world on there. So it's not really like a lighthearted introduction. And I think that that's great. Like I, uh, she doesn't really like mince words or anything. And yeah. I really love that. <laughs> I think this is one of the strongest debut records from. Absolutely. Like, like this is like here, like here I am. I have something to say and it's interesting and good. And like, I think like something like about like minorities making art or music or anything like that is that it is because the base oftentimes is cis, male, white, whatever, or something along those lines. Like it, when it deviates from base or whatever, when it deviates from that, it's inherently 
more interest. It's inherently different. It's inherently more interesting. It's inherently like, and like, I think like, um, because there isn't a lot of Asian American people, like, like well-known A-list Asian American musicians out there. Not a lot of them really. Um, it, it's like they just by living their lives, they have something different to say. And like, I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a theme I've noticed is like, just like a familial trauma, I think is a big one. Um, I think uh, the theme kind of presented is like familial trauma in terms of like the, the mom and dad, her mom and dad divorced. Um, and like, uh, it was really, really ugly. And um, there's like a lot of like, I think she dealt with a lot of trauma as a kid. And then the she introduces this theme in the song Dynasty, where she's like, is familial trauma my dynasty? Is this my legacy? And how do I break free of that? Um, and just like trying to reckon, like just trying to reconcile with like her relationship with her past, with her mom, with her dad, um, and just like how like messy it can be. Um, and like how, like Emily was talking about how there's no easy answers to the stuff. There's no, like, there's no, there's nothing you could like, kind of like, this is like heavy stuff to like wrap into it, like a chorus or whatever. Right. So yeah, she talks, she talks about like a lot, like just like she brushes on like capitalism. She brushes in on like, you know, self-love and like, you know, her angsty teenage years and like being a bad friend, like kind of like being like a bad friend or just like fetishizing like Asian culture. Like it's like, again, this is not stuff you would typically hear in a lot of pop records. Um, and I just like love that she's like exploring. Well, and you definitely wouldn't hear it usually in like a debut pop record either. Like mm -hmm. that, um, I don't know. I think that it's great that she like doesn't really seem afraid of um like addressing these things like each song on here like there's no unnecessary song in my opinion and like each of them uh kind of have like their own distinct purpose and uh like you were saying andrew like she has uh kind of a different perspective just because of like uh the way that she grew up and everything yeah yeah i definitely uh, think it's like it's nice to see someone who's just making their brave musical choices just right off the bat not feeling like they have to appeal to anyone but themselves like I'm obsessed with that and it's a nice example for people in my industry to like stop catering toward the crowd like stop playing to the gallery literally like go within and then pull from that and I really like that mm. absolutely she does that with her musical influences too because like I don't think you know she like she talks about loving like Limp Biscuit and like Evanescence and just like, how, but I don't think like a studio would go like, you know, we'll be popping doing an F Evanescence like tribute or something like that. Or like doing this fuck you thing about like how, you know, uh, Asian fetishization and stuff like that. You know, that'd be, that'd really appeal to the masses. Like it, none of, not nothing really like that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like her, those yeah. influences definitely come out a lot in here. Like it doesn't really sound like a traditional pop record either. So like even though she has, like just like she has um, 
a different perspective um, and the lyrics and like the content of the song, she has a different perspective musically as well. And I think that's really neat. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I think that's like what makes her sound like an original is because Absolutely. I think that's like, I think there's no, like you're always going to be, you're always going to like take on your influences and try to spew them out in your own unique way. But like, I think like she's trying to do something new with each song and like she's influenced by like so many different people and her taste is so eclectic that it does feel original, even though she is borrowing from a lot of things or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's <laughs> glad, glad we all agree. Um, so let's get into like, um, uh, I feel it. Let's do highlights first. Let's do like songs. We, like first and then we could go into like low lights because honestly i don't feel like e either of us like have a lot of low lights so like I th that might just be like a quick little thing at the end yeah. yeah um my favorite was bad friend i have it in all caps <gasps> bad friend is the best one <laughs> because yeah, that really was one of like mine too the way... yeah i really like the way the chorus shrinks back like so exaggerated it's become so dry like the vocals become so dry and then the second time it's like full groove is there and I just think it's a really pretty song but I also I also love the second track I don't remember what it's called what is it called uh excess yeah I love I love that one too but it's it's not something I would play on repeat in my room like Bad Friend, I would want to sing along to, and XS is more like, yeah. holy shit, I'm so impressed by this. But it's not like, yeah. it doesn't get to my core as much, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that's relatability or if it's just the actual, like, structure of a song. Because the I think XS it can be a little like bit of both. spastic, like, Bleh! And then Bad Friend is like, I'm so good. And I'm just like, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Whoa, that's cool dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of TikTok lately, you guys. So, anyway, that's my guys, favorite one. Follow, follow Emily on follow Emily on TikTok. She's great. Like, it's so trash fun. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Bad Friend is really good. Like, I think that uh, it's very relatable too. Um, and uh, just that feeling of like. Like making a good first impression and like being able to kind of like hit it off with people, but then like not being very good at like keeping that up and um like how uh it's easy to give like a lot of energy to it at first and then uh just living life it just kind of like falls to the background a little bit um and yeah. I think that that's something yeah. that like. Uh, a lot of people can relate to I also um like in kind of like reading some of the things that she said about the song like she specifically wanted to uh like create that feeling of like the rug being like pulled out from under you like when going into like the first chorus and I think that she like accomplishes that so well and then like uh just kind of keeps up um that energy really well too because, like, it seems like it's just going to be, like, kind of a fun, like, more just talking about, like, nostalgia and stuff like that. And then uh, she actually, like, hits on, like, a really deep feeling there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, musically, it's just really good, really catchy and stuff, too. 
the um the background for the song is that she one day she thought about an old friend she logged onto facebook and then she uh saw her old friend and she her friend had a baby and like you know she realized she missed out on so much and she realized that like there's like um that she had like very conflicted feelings about is this my fault like maybe like blah 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 and like she wrote this song and like just like excising all these complicated feelings yeah and then and then like she actually the it, it ends up a, a happy it's a happy ending of a song because uh she showed the song to her friend and you know they kind of like are good now they, they kind of like work things out and it's really sweet and like yeah. it's just like but like the idea just like she was like once again this is just like stuff that is it's not like new territory for like new territory subject matter wise for a pop song necessarily, but like not, not as not one that's mine that often all the time, you know, um, like the idea of like fr- a friend breakup or something like that. But that's not as like mind as often as like romance or like something yeah. along those lines. Which is I unfortunate because I think there's like just as much, if not more behind that to like kind of dive into. Yeah, I think it works because of the catchy, like, phrase. Like, bad friend is, like, a loaded phrase, and I'm interested already by the title. I'm like, what is this going to say? I think it's, like, because it's just so blunt about what it is, and then there's, like, this sense of confidence about talking about it, even though it's an untraditional theme, you know what I mean? So it's like, boom, bad friend. There's your theme. Like, like it or not, (laughs) we're getting into it. (laughs) Uh, what's another highlight for you, Ezra? Like, what's what else you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, probably my favorite on this one is the last one, uh, Snakeskin. I just Ooh. love uh, that it's kind of like more haunting and like style too. It's like more eerie. Uh, and then I just uh, I think it makes a really good closer to the album, kind of like saying um, that uh, she. Like, I don't know, it really, like, wraps things up well talking about, like, addressing kind of the pain and trauma and then, like, turning it into something and, like, that kind of being the way to deal with it. Um, Like, it wraps things up well and also kind of, like, signals that, like, she's moving ahead now and she's, like, um, like, she's dealt with this shit now and she's, like, ready to just kind of, like push forward and like live a healthier life. And um, I don't know. I think it bodes well for like future stuff that she'll make too. But yeah. I think, um, I, I, I think it's like, it's not my favorite song. I like it. I think it's a bold creative choice too, to end the record on that because I think, um, you know, chosen family would also be a nice ending too. Like that'd be kind of like the obvious choice for an ending. Like the, cause the idea of like, it starts off like, how do I excise myself from this dynasty of trauma? And then it's the kind of like one of the answers she kind of comes up to is like, by choosing, you know, a new family, by choosing people to surround myself with who are positive and like, who are, who are, who are like, you know, all that stuff. But like, I well, think snakeskin, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, I think that it's important that she touches on that, but I kind of like with snakeskin, like she goes even a little bit further, like, um, like, yes, in chosen, fa chosen family and stuff like choosing the people around you, um, and like kind of, uh, creating such strong bonds with them is important, but it's also important to, um, like just move ahead and like be free and stuff and to like yeah. uh be kind of like okay with yourself because i think ultimately on this album even though she's talking about like relationships surrounding her with like her family her friends um sometimes like uh romantic things but uh she is like more than anything talking about like herself and like her relationship with herself and uh actually at the end of snakeskin there's like uh she has like a recording um of her mom uh where she says in japanese i've realized that now i want to see who i want to see do what i want to do be who i want to be and i think that like that kind of being like the final like closing sentiment of the album um is really nice but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your point, Andrew. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's like, um, I think it's also like really, I think it's a bold creative choice to be like, uh, kind of like, this is almost, this song is all, also kind of to the audience a little bit of like, yeah, I shed my snake skin so you can enjoy pop songs. Like, look what you've done, you know? Like, there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of a, fuck you a little bit to it too. Wait, what um, do you mean like, by that exactly? Because I think the idea of snake skin, uh, an idea of snake skin is like, um, she went on this very emotional journey to like try and understand her family, try and, you know, get context for her life and her trauma. And then snake skin's like, I shed it off and like here. And it's like kind of like commodifying it for, pop music and stuff like and for her art well, i don't think it's commodifying it as much as it's like um creating something out of it like so Maybe, uh yeah. like this is uh this was a painful experience i went through and um like instead of just continuing to like harbor these feelings and uh continuing to feel that pain like it's uh like shedding it off and like like i guess snakeskin probably isn't the best analogy because like she seems to be touching on more that like she um like made something out of it and like turned it into uh mm. something beautiful and like i don't know if snakeskin necessarily touches on that the way that she like that it seems like she's intending to do I, maybe it's partly because of the tone of the song so aggressive <laughs> you know and so like avant-garde and like it does it, i don't know just like i don't know what do you think like what do you think of snakeskin emily um i thought it was more like kind of what ezra was saying where it's like very empowering step out of what was previously her sense of self and just kind of like self-actualizing and creating that definition the way that she wants to do it rather than what you would expect. So it's like, I don't know. It felt very, um, like metamorphosis, like next stage of life to me. Um, yeah, but I don't know if it was one of my favorite ones just because I think I actually got 
a little bit checked out towards the end of the record because some of the songs are at the beginning they're like loaded with changes and loaded with these in like really interesting captivating choices and then they become a little bit slower moving t- towards the end sure just in terms of the production honestly or right, maybe right, right. just yeah. like the writing but so i'm not saying i was bored because i wasn't bored i just wasn't as engaged like viscerally um sure so i mean my, yeah my favorite ones were probably bad friend and then some of the beginning half but I also like I really. That. I also really liked Snakeskin too, so I'm not trying to knock it. No, no. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, uh, highlight for me, uh, uh, Akasaka Sad is just like such a yeah. bold, like freaky song. Like I don't think I've heard anything like it. Really, it's so strange and cool, and like it has like hip, like there's like really cool hip hop influences in there. I think is really incredible and like the assonance in like the the lyricism is really cool um paradising is great um it reminds me of like an anime opening of like an anime show just like um yeah. like the english trans like the english translation of like a japanese singer just like yeah um I, and just like the dark lyricism too like um like uh it kind of reminds me of like uh um horsing around like theme song for horsing around and how they'll like in bojack horseman how they'll play like that cheesy 90s theme song over like dark horrible like things happening like on screen um just like um the idea just like uh her being her acting out as a teenager and just like her um just like the idea of like her mom threatening to send her to boarding school, but she knew she didn't have leverage because they couldn't afford it. And like, uh, just like how she would like kind of lie and say like, she was like at a sleepover, but was actually like hanging out with like as a groupie with a band and like her mom, like hacked into her MSN messenger to like really like track where she is and stuff like that. And just like, um, her acting out, but also like offering some sympathy. Like uh, I think the way it's presented, it's there's like sympathy for an empathy towards her mom, though. I think the way it's presented a little bit of like, yeah, that's fucking scary to like have a kid who does stuff like that. And especially like, cause the idea like was like, she was going through a divorce too. And like, um, and like she was very, the mom was very depressed and stuff like that. And then just have a kid like, doing shit like this and like um i think she's like presenting it kind of sympathetically um but yeah i don't know i i love i love saxophones i love key changes yeah the key change was a (laughs) a bold move i respected that (laughs) the key change in paradising the key change in 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 uh who's gonna save you now like just like a so good two key changes in an album wow yeah. Oh, oh. Any other any other highlights uh, before we get into lowlights? Really? Um, I I definitely agree with uh, Akasaka Sad. That was also um, another highlight for me. Just kind of that idea that she's touching on there of like um, that depression follows you. Like you're there's mm-hmm. nothing that you can do or like nowhere that you can go to um, like 
just instantly like my depression is cured because I'm in a happy place now. My depression is cured because I'm going for a walk or like talking to a friend or something like that. Um, And how like it's really something that you kind of like deal with like over a lifetime and stuff like that's just something that kind of like I relate to as well, like especially like um, having just moved and uh, kind of like like getting out of an environment that was bad for me is good, but um, it's not going to fix everything. And like, I'm still going to be dealing with the same shit. Um, So there's that. And then uh, I also uh, did really like uh, Tokyo Love Hotel. Yes. So good. Uh, Yeah, that was beautiful. It's just like a, that one was a really like aesthetically pleasing song. I feel like I could visualize it really well. Yeah. The idea of like uh, people, and it's also kind of the antidote to STFU of just like stop fetishizing me and my like culture and stuff like that. Like in the music video, there's this really cringy like first date with like this white guy who's like, yeah, like are Asians allowed to like, are girls allowed to play video games? Asian girls allowed to play video games and stuff like that? It's like really funny and cringy and like it's, <laughs> I wanted to throat punch him. Like, um, but like, um, this is like kind of the antidote of just like her reclaiming her love of Tokyo of just like, yeah, people will use you as an aesthetic. People will use you as, um, you know, will like kind of just like use you at like a one night stand or whatever. Just like, oh, it's the cool trendy thing right now, but it's not mine. I could drop it. Yeah, they it view anytime. it as like a beautiful trash can, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't really care about the people there. We don't care about what we're doing to you. We just think that you're cool for the aesthetic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just like, but it's her home. It's her world. And like, your your fascination is my world is so cool and beautiful and original. Well, and just the, like, you can kind of feel like the pain and the uncertainty too when she like because she is very much like fuck you to other people but she like consistently um kind of like questions herself too like oh well like am i doing this like does this because i didn't grow up there either like does this make like my love for the place Mm. like the same as like any other westerner like um and she and like honestly like it made me really angry listening to it because like that's fucked up that um things are uh like that so much to the point there where it makes people that like that place belongs to a little bit more like feel like they are doing the same thing like because there's like a clear difference between like her love for the place and like anybody else's yeah yeah because she sings that line about like she sings that line about like uh you know is this just another love song about japan or something like that yeah like um yeah uh i i i like i love chosen family i think it it does fall into like that like i think it works as a kind of penultimate track just like a very it feels like a. am not queer, but like, it does feel like a warm hug of just like, yeah, we accept you. You're cool. Like, I love it. Yeah. I, I like, like the, the... the message. Yeah. I didn't like the, the exposition as much. 
That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. I, I like the like, message of it, and I think it's important. But like, I don't like. I think that it kind of drags on. It goes a little bit too long. It um, is very like repetitive and like um, I don't know, a little not unrealistic isn't what I want to say, but like I'd say um, corny. Like it's a little corny, on the corny yeah. side. <laughs> And that's Ooh. a word, that's a word I've been throwing out there when it's just right. Like, that is a little corny. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think you could have used the title Chosen Family and made the words a little more cryptic and, like, poetic and beautiful. But instead, it's, like, so on the nose that it takes away the genuine, what would feel more genuine to me. It's Absolutely. Too, like, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like you saw this word on, like, a BuzzFeed article and you were like, Hey producer, I want to write a song called Chosen Family and then Like it's almost fake deep. Like she's I like, know. "Yeah, my chosen family. That's what it is." I, um I and agree. she like I was like, "Eh." She just hears the phrase and like runs with it and like the way that she hits on it in the song, like it sounds like she's saying something um like deeper or more poetic than she really is. Like it's an important concept, but I just wouldn't have written it that way personally. Yeah, hmm. I agree. Well, 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 I like it. <laughs> well, fuck you. I'm, just I'm just kidding. That's totally oh, valid. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I think it's sweet. I, and like, um, I think like, um, I, I, again, like it, it's fine. Um, but like, I think it's very sweet. And I also think it's like, it works for it being very straightforward and almost cliche because the rest of the record is so avant-garde and strange um, that like to have a to have like a somewhat more straightforward song just affirming a simple truth is nice too um, yeah so. I think maybe as like a single it would have made more sense too or like on a different album like I do think it stands out a little bit more because of the style that she writes all the other songs in like. Yeah, it just it was a nice. I guess it functions as like a breath of fresh air, but I just feel like it could have been written a little bit less, um, like in what I would expect her to say. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, like the two on the nose. I think felt, is like yeah, a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the only one that felt a little bit like not her specific voice coming through. Yeah, mm, sure, 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 sure. Um. Okay, uh, we're going to take a very quick break. Da, 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 da. And we're back here to talk about us. Uh, Emily, how do you pronounce it? Help. Raina Sawayama. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go through, let's quickly th go through low lights on the record. Any, any tracks that weren't, I think you kind of touched, I imagine that like um, Chosen Family was kind of one of yours, yours's, um, yeah, um, mine was Chosen Family, and I didn't really love the hook on Who's Gonna Save You. I just feel like it was, like, trying to be um, in a very specific, like, a very specific reference, like a retro style, but they could have made the hook bigger, because compared to the rest of the record, it was, like, I think it literally is just the production. I wouldn't have done it that way, but it's not to say it's a low light. It's hard to find a low light on yeah. this album so i'm being really picky <laughs> no 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 like um yeah it's a little compressed the 
the mixing on that one. Um, I know, I get it's supposed to be like a stadium rock song, but like, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one for me was like kind of more middling. It's just like it's not the best song on the album, but I don't think it's the worst either. Right. Um, also, also, just the messaging on the song is a little muddy. I don't really know what she's trying to say. Like, um, it's like she's not interested in revenge, but interested in her changing her mind. But it's dedicated to the one she couldn't convince. I'm not really sure what she's trying to say. Um, I don't know. Uh, any other uh, Ezra? What's a low light for you? Um, so, uh, similar to Emily, I don't really think that there are a lot of lowlights, so just being a little bit more strict, I guess, um, Love Me For Me is one that, uh, I didn't really care for. Like, um, the message of self-love is cool and everything, but, uh, a quick way to, um, turn me off from a song is, uh, <laughs> including the, if you can't love yourself, how are you gonna love someone else thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually fucking hate that. Can we just talk about that for too. a second? Yes, Literally, absolutely. Like, nobody in this world is, like, loving themselves to the fullest extent because our society is not set up to, for us to love ourselves. It's like, we're... Absolutely. We're, it's consumerism, so we have to hate our lives and better it by buying things and changing how we look. And, like, right. I still have a really awesome loving relationship where I struggle with my confidence. Like, I don't agree with that sentiment. I feel like it's not really good to perpetuate that well, either. Absolutely. And I think that, like, other people can help you love yourself, too. Like, yes. Yeah, um, they can be not, encouraging. Yeah, like, my self-worth is... It doesn't hinge on my relationship, but, like, having a good, happy relationship um, with someone who cares context. about me... It's Yeah, it's oh, something yeah. that like reinforces those things and like helps me love myself a little bit more like 100 percent. yeah i think that's like when i i really like the phrase love me for me but i don't like the what we were saying previously i feel like there are actually two different entirely two different worlds right also like rupaul fracks too so maybe you shouldn't trust what well and rupaul <laughs> is a fucking transphobe so like <laughs> You know, you know how like to say something like positive about like someone like, oh, like Carly, like um, uh, Brad Pitt fucks or whatever. I think pe to like say that to the opposite of that should be like <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey fracks or just something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. That's yeah. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Let's start right. that way. If you <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that was basically my big complaint, really, on that song. You basically said it all. Um, Calm de Garçon, um, Like the Boys, is a fun song, and I like it. Um, but it just, like, thematically, I'm not sure how it fits in the record. I'm uh, just, like, kind of tackling um, toxic masculinity and just, like, I don't really I don't really get how well, it's supposed to be. Well, she's kind of I love that talking... One. I like it too. Um, I like it. That I was like it. almost on my favorite list. Uh, but oh, like, dum, 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 dum. she's kind of um, talking about people's like expectations of her. So like, I think that it fits perfectly fine. It's like um, this idea that uh, in order to be viewed as like a cool woman and stuff and like not a bitch, you kind of have to adopt these um, like traits that are kind of like 
toxically masculine. Mm -hmm. I like that song because she's like basically saying I'm it's kind of like when Cher said like I don't need to marry a rich man I am a rich man um because it's like this idea that I don't need to like I'm in the in the pack of this like dominant energy this leadership but I just that's a challenging thing to say because then if you say I'm more like a man and now therefore I'm more powerful it's like well are you just saying men are more powerful but I think she's making fun of men yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like... absolutely. I think that she's very clearly saying that that's like that's not a good thing and stuff, yeah, and like kind totally. of calling out that that's the expectation. Um, but then, like, it also just has kind of like this clubby, like, fun vibe to it too. So, I think it's yeah, cool. <laughs> I love that baseline a lot. It's really Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like hostile. <laughs> um, like, uh, your lover's afraid. Boom, 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 boom. Like, yes, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, okay, let's, um, let's get to final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this works is that we'll rate this out of 10. Um, and uh, 10 blanks out of blank. Um, so, so we'll just like go through our thoughts and then rate it. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, I think this is a, as the resident straight, <laughs> as like the representation for all of them. Um, I think this is a great record. I This is one of the strongest debuts of a pop artist I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's trailblazing and original and she nails every genre she tries. Um, it's just so much fun. And like, um, I love the thematic journey she goes on of just like trying to unpack trauma and heritage and identity and all that stuff so i'm gonna give this um 9.5 uh hacked msn messengers <laughs> nice okay nice. i give it um yeah i think it's an extremely strong debut album i think some of the songs lacked in the in the believability genuine energy department like, some of them that were trying to be more heartfelt miss the mark because I don't know if that's her actual strength. I think her strength is these, like, unapologetic bangers that, like, kind of say, fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want. And then the ones that are more like, here, let me bring you in, let me kind of soften it up, I was less convinced by. So I'd probably give it, like, a 7.5 or 8 out of 10. And that's because the music I typically like is, like, roots in bluegrass like actual like from the mountains like very feelings based mm. and I really search for that in any record ever okay let's say eight out of ten because it is like a masterpiece of what of its type so I, I would say that and wait I didn't give a category did I no, eight no. out of ten love motels oh yeah <laughs> rules all right uh, um so I think that, uh, like, I really liked the album. I do agree uh, with both of you that um, it's a great debut album. Like, she is very much like, um, this is who I am. This is what I've dealt with. And, like, I'm, like, ready to go and stuff. Um, but, uh, like, I... <laughs> Despite the fact that she, like, um, touches on, like, a lot of different genres and stuff, like, it doesn't really, it's not something that I would, like, typically listen to personally. Um, 
And I do agree with Emily that like she uh, kind of misses the mark sometimes on like the um, like when she tries to be more vulnerable and like genuine and stuff. Um, but uh, like overall, it's pretty solid. There's not really a song that I hate on it. Like I even the one that I put as my low light, I think would be fine if she didn't undercut her point immediately. <laughs> um but yeah, so I am going to give it um, eight out of 10 big wins in Reno. Hey, nice. what fun. All right. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So um, now we're going to like uh, get into our, <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, what? You're good. <laughs> uh, I can go first. So, um, yeah. my song um, is from Haley Hendrix. I'm going to do uh, Mother. Click. But yeah, so this song kind of touches on the same, like a similar idea that um, she's talking about a lot in this album, like especially in like the first few songs um, where she's talking about that idea of um, being like raised in a different place than like your family and um, kind of uh, not really feeling like you fully like belong to either place and just kind of feeling that pull and like dissonance between cultures. Um, so, like, this song is, uh, very fitting <laughs> for, uh, this, and, like, it has kind of, like, a different tone, though. It's a lot more, like, uh, serious and, like, introspective, I guess, and, um, just sad, because I think Hayley Hendrix does sad music very well. Um, mm. so yeah, that's gonna be my pick. <laughs> uh, Emily, would you like to go next? Yeah, um, let's see. I really like Katy Perry's new song, Daisies. It's, like, Ooh. definitely a traditional pop, like, what you would kind of expect. Click. Told them your dreams and they all started laughing I guess you're out of your mind till it actually happens I also really like the fact that she's using kind of beautiful imagery and it's really um, introspective. It's so cute that she filmed this while pregnant and just Aww. like it's just like the camera just follows her around and she's really happy. And I feel like the fact that she's just kind of coming out with these new songs saying like the, the lyrics are um, they're never going to change me until I'm covered in daisies. Like that's such an awesome thing to say from hear from a major label artist like I'm proud of myself and I can just be joyful and like there's nothing about the video that is high budget in any way there's nothing that says like she's trying to be the next like um what would I what am I trying to say like she's not trying to create any new waves of like crazy avant-garde 
mm-hmm. stuff. She's just like making a statement for herself, it seems like. And I'm really into that right now because I'm trying to do the same thing. So that's what I would add to the playlist. Nice. And then did you want to um, like feature one of your songs as well? Heck yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's see. I guess it's like uh, almost two weeks old, um, but my song Aperture, I would put on it too. Out along the silver shore Waste and naked in the night Held my face in chairs from yours Kiss me till the morning My shape is about that I guess is that it's very very personal song one of my most personal songs um aside from my first record which is all about like my trauma and stuff but this one is very like self-reflective and I grew a lot from writing it and I grew I grew a lot from releasing it especially during this time where everyone is forced to be with their thoughts so much so um yeah that's the one I would put thanks uh so my pick is going to be um hmm i'm gonna yeah okay so i'm gonna pick um uh my ted talk by mxm tune or mom tune or however you pronounce it click my therapist once asked me if i wanted to be in love and i told her i don't know i guess maybe Kind of? I mean, it doesn't sound like something that I'd really dislike. But then again, I don't even really know what true love feels like. I love that song. It's <laughs> so good. I, and um, she's an Asian artist. Um, she's really cool, really incredible. And uh, just like, this is just like thematic territory. I don't really see a lot in a lot of songs. It's just like the fear of missing out, the fear of just like, what if it's too late for me to like find love? Well, what if I don't know what I what if I'm talking about? What if I um, what if the love I've experienced up to this point wasn't real? Just like some really introspective, like um, beautiful, well crafted music, folk music, and uh, folk pop, I guess. And um, it's just really she's just really incredible, and like I've really grown to fall in love with her music lately so that's my pick this week nice nice all right oh emily anything you would like to plug before we like kind of close out well i have um like a band video coming out for aperture soon so i don't know if it'll be out by the time this is out but we're doing like a quarantine jam and i'm really excited with the way it turned out because we tried a lot of interesting like math rock kind of it hits a little harder than the recording um so just look out for that, I guess. And then we'll see what else is coming. I have lots of stuff in my pocket, you know. Nice. Where can people find you? They can find me at Emily Blue Loves You on Instagram. That's where I'm probably most active. And then Emily Blue on Spotify. And then all the other things. Just look up Emily Blue. I'm sure you'll land on something. <laughs> we'll see if you find my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blue wrote this theme song, our theme song for our podcast a year ago. Uh, we loved it. And uh, it's been the highlight of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the...
that's the part everyone likes listening to the most. <laughs> yeah, once they hear that, they just tune out. Like, no, no. Um, but like, yeah, thank you so much for uh, doing our show. Uh, we like, you know how your Instagram handles Emily Blue loves you. Well, we love you. <laughs> Andrew and Ezra love you. <laughs> no, um, thank you. Yeah, you're an incredible guest. Uh, we love your music. You're such an inspiring, cool fella. Um, uh, you can find us at IBMT, IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Andrew A. Lee. Ezra doesn't want to be found, so don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Indigo on Instagram only. <laughs> um, and uh, now we'll conclude with uh, closing sentiments by Emily. Okay, ready? Three. Yes. Two. One. This, this has been Emily, 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 Emily and the super, super cool, cool, super crew. cool crew. Stay safe. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. And stay sexy. <laughs> I said stay safe and stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed Thank it. you so much, everybody. Hell yeah. Have a great Thank day. You. Stay safe. And stay sexy. Click. <laughs>